And that's why I believe in you because that is the greatest purpose. It's to love. Honest. It's to, it sounds corny. Whatever you want to say, I don't care. I love people because there is freedom and power in loving people. Hello, all you positive heads out there. Thanks for tuning your beautiful brainwaves into another episode of the Positive Head Podcast, where we are firmly convinced that creating success and happiness is rooted in understanding the ultimate nature of reality and the fact that as human beings, we are all immensely powerful fractals of the one and only source consciousness, which creates and animates all things. Now, of course, understanding this powerful truth is one thing. Applying this incredibly empowering wisdom to everyday life, well, that's another, which is exactly why we provide you with a fresh serving of soul food for thought five days a week to help constantly remind you of what matters most. You are it. And I'm your host, Brandon Beecham. I'm the one who will be here with you each and every Wednesday interviewing a different consciousness change maker that is also out there working tirelessly to help catalyze change and expand awareness all across Spaceship Earth. On the other four weekdays, you can hear me discussing topics such as my favorite thought-provoking quotes, reading and discussing wisdom from empowering books, playing clips from various inspirational spiritual teachers, sharing a bit of mysterious news, taking questions from the audience, and essentially digging into any other mind-expansive topics that will help keep your soul fed by tuning you into positive vibrations on a consistent basis. Also, I'm thrilled to announce that the Positive Head Podcast has a new sponsor. And it's a bit of a mouthful for me to explain all the juicy details, so if you have already heard this, feel free to skip forward about four minutes to get to today's episode. When I originally launched this podcast, I made a deal with myself that I would never bring on a sponsor that I wasn't extremely excited about and that I didn't believe wholeheartedly could greatly benefit my audience. Well, fast forward to a little over a year later to Burning Man 2016, where I caught the angelic lightworker Sonia Sophia from the World Tapping Circle facilitating a live tapping session for hundreds of people at once, many of whom, including myself, were either crying or laughing with joy from the emotional release the session had helped facilitate for them. At the end, as soon as I heard Sonia mention her incredible new online platform to help bring the powerful tool of tapping to people anywhere around the world, I knew I had to reach out to her. For those of you who aren't familiar with tapping, or EFT, which stands for Emotional Freedom Technique, its praises have been sung by the likes of Dr. Wayne Dyer, Dr. Bruce Lipton, and many, many other thought leaders in the consciousness community. It is an extremely powerful quantum level self-healing tool based on the premise that emotional trauma contributes greatly to disease and illness. And by tapping on key meridians on your body while addressing those traumas, you can release the deeply ingrained energy blockages associated with them. The great thing about tapping with Sonia as your guide is that it's super easy to do and she knows just what to say to gently lead you to the root of your emotional pain so that you can begin to release it. I strongly believe anyone participating in a session with her will feel immediate results the same way I did and the same way I've seen with hundreds of others. I believe tapping is the perfect physical exercise to go along with the heart and mind work we are consistently doing on this podcast, and it is by far the simplest exercise I've seen to help remove people's energetic blockages. To experience tapping for yourself, all you need is a device with internet access to join Sonia during the weekly live tapping groups at worldtappingcircle.com each Monday evening. 
Of course, I'm a part of the group, along with more than 100 others from all around the globe. The World Tapping Circle offers a lot of flexibility to join. You can sign up for either one trial session, a month of weekly sessions, or a year of weekly sessions, which take place live every Monday evening. It's really great, too, because if you miss a session for some reason, you always have access to the recordings of past sessions. Sonia and her team have also been gracious enough to offer a very special discount that is exclusively available to Positive Head listeners. The Positive Head discount averages more than 35% off the already reasonable prices on their website. So if you'd like to sign up and receive this special Positive Head discount and get tapping immediately, simply go to worldtappingcircle.com forward slash positive head. I personally recommend signing up for the annual plan for a couple reasons. One, it is the biggest percentage discount offered of all the plans. It only comes out to like 68 cents a day to join. Pretty darn cheap for something that can literally help revolutionize your life. And two, because I believe wholeheartedly that if you commit to a full year of tapping for one to one and a half hours a week in circle, you'll experience a profound transformation and begin removing a lifetime of energy blockages. Not to mention the psychological impact of committing to a year will help force you to do it. I know if I pay for something in advance, I'm much more likely to not only do it, but to also stick to it. The last thing I'll mention is that if you do decide to join, a portion of the proceeds will also go to Positive Head, which will help us to support and expand this podcast. So if doing it for yourself wasn't already good enough, just know you'll be supporting the show and helping us to spread the positivity. So the URL one more time is worldtappingcircle.com forward slash Positive Head and hope to see y'all in circle. All right, all you positive heads, welcome back. Here we go again. I have a sidekick, co-host, lovely divine goddess Nixie Marie here joining me yet again, helping me to mix it up, bring some feminine energy into the show. Hello, Nixie. How are you? I am... Fantastic. Fantastical. How are you? <laughs> Majestical. Majestical even. Hi guys. Hope you're all having a beautiful day, evening, night. Wherever, whenever whatever it is. Whatever you're doing. I mean, it could be someone listening, like, theoretically, I mean, someone could be tuning into this particular episode randomly right now in the year 2365. And they somehow randomly ended up on this page because... I threw this out in 2365, April of 2365, and now we have set the intention to create that experience with maybe one of our future selves. I mean, I can keep going with this. <laughs> yes, you can. He's going I mean, down the rabbit hole a relative, fast. Maybe an ancestor, a future you know, offspring of mine somehow finds out about this guy who did this weird thing called a podcast who he's related <laughs> to uh, hundreds of years ago, and then he digs it up, and it's April 2365, and then he happens happens to click on this episode and it's like now his mind is like completely blown wide open <laughs> although they are already like really in touch with spirituality and alternate you know all this stuff so maybe it's not as blown wide open as you know <laughs> all right you guys get the point <laughs> oh my god she just went deep i in went that. deep all I right you gave me this tea so you yeah, know I told you. this it's... magical tea that you gave me that's supposedly the healthiest tea on earth it's definitely i'm feeling like buzzy from it yeah what's it called spring dragon this no it's called Called, um, it's Ron it Tea Gardens Dragon Herbs. Dragon Literally herbs. the best tea I've ever Why found. Why do I think it was said Spring Dragon on the on the little package? Are you sure? 
I'm going to look. Spring Dragon. Maybe it's called Spring. I mean, it's Ron, Ron Tea Gardens. Maybe the name of the tea is Spring Spring Dragon. He's running through the house going to get the packet of the tea. Are you right? He wants to prove his rightness. Well, you know. Okay, so yes, it's called Spring ja- <laughs> Spring Dragon Longevity Tea. A genostema-based tea. The healthiest tea on earth. So yeah, it's really strong. It's better than a cup. And there's caffeine-free, too. So if you don't drink caffeine out there, hmm. this stuff gets you pumped. Get you going. Okay, well. I on all the things. Yeah, I definitely, uh, I'm definitely feeling it. Okay, <laughs> so guys, now that we've covered um, in future ancestor. Um, no, future, no, I'm the ancestor. He's the future offspring. Great, great, great grandson, whatever you are. Um, oh, <laughs> young one. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So I have a review on iTunes and yeah, you guys know I love reviews. It helps to keep me inspired to make the show. It is a labor of love. And when I get feedback from you guys, it is completing that circle of love. And uh, yeah, it gets me excited. It helps me to reach new people. So please review on iTunes if you haven't done so. Um, Yeah, also questions right in brandon at positivehead.com love getting questions from you guys and uh, there's a facebook group positive heads uh where you can mix it up with other listeners and share talk all those things so all right let's see this review this is from me see you again soul brothers is a title and he said your life is a movie and each of us play a role in one another's film we are the writer directors and starring actors of this great motion picture we call life I think that's a quote from me. Um, it's a quote. <laughs> that sounds <laughs> it like, sounds that really sounds familiar. Like my, it's in quotes. My words. And then he goes on to say, I've been trying to explain this viewpoint to many that I know for a long time. When I heard you say it, okay. Sorry. Yeah. If I just is. kept going. This tea, guys. <laughs> when I heard you say it, I knew I would never stop listening to your show. Along with the many synchronisms with the show, I just feel a strong connection with you all who are involved with the show. Overall, man, just please keep it up. You're doing great work and shall be blessed for it, brother. I don't dream at night often, but have day visions. One day I was having one of these visions and thought back to the week you had Anita Wing Leon. I remembered how happy you felt doing the show with her. Then this random thought popped in my head. She would be a lovely co-host with Brandon. Then the news came out about our beloved Dalian, uh, our, our beloved alien Dalian <laughs> returning home. It did feel weird not to hear his voice on the last couple of shows, but I know all will be well for all parties involved. If you do consider taking on a co-host, give Anita a call. She has my vote. This, okay, Nixie, this is probably prior to him ever hearing you too. And you both are co-hosting. It's and They both good. have been awesome. Like, yeah, there can be a million co-hosts. So, Okay, to go continue on. Seriously, love you, brother. Never stop your work. Means so much to so many. Separate question. Can you do an episode on 1111 Twin Soul Soulmates? I had a very powerful experience with this in 2010 that was a huge part of my awakening. The Twin Soul experience rocked my life in so many ways. Ways that most would deem destructive, but I say are just a part of the growth. I have since moved on from that experience and everything is evening out, but I honestly want to know what it is all about and to know if others have had the twin soul relationship experience. Thank you in advance. Wow. Me see you again. 
Thank you for that. Uh, that was a, a mouthful. There's a lot there, a lot of um, certainly inspiring stuff for me. And I'm sure Anita is uh, very excited wherever she is hearing uh, the review. And hopefully you love Nixie just as much. How could you not? Um, and oh, and your questions, man, uh, some good ones. And, you know, we started talking about this, Nixie. I, I looked at this review beforehand and I said, oh, we can talk about this. And this is, these are great questions. And um, then you, you were looking for a song. We had a cool synchronicity uh, with this. You were looking for a song and uh, or asking me about a song. And I said, you know, I think I played Rufus to Soul. I think I played Rufus to Soul before. So I started searching to see. And what did I come up with? An episode from, um, let's see. I recorded it on February 22nd, so it's probably released soon thereafter, and it's all about 11.11. (laughs) I read a review by someone uh, that's all about 11.11, Karen 11.11 review on iTunes, Um, and that was what the whole show was about. So how interesting, like how the energy is tied in, right? You bring up Nixie Rufus DeSoul, I search for it, I see that I've already kind of covered this question that me see you again had asked about. So me see you again go back to um it would have been released around february 22nd you'll see it in the description talking about 11 11 and um yeah just a quick quote that i i read off on that episode god is a binary fractal self-replicating algorithm and and that the universe is a genetic matrix resulting from the existential tension created by his desire for self-knowledge and that was a jacob bohm quote like Mm, that kind of gives you a little, um, he's, a, he's a Christian mystic from like 15th century. So that gives you some insight into the things that we talk about uh, in that 1111 episode. So go back to that. But we are going to take, because really it's two questions here, right, Nixie? I mean, he said 1111, yeah. then he goes into twin soul and soulmates. And Which I, they are connected, well, I guess. Everything's connected, well, right? <laughs> yeah, you got me. <laughs> gotcha. Uh. Um, so yeah, so we started talking about that and you had, um, you had some great insight and I was like, okay, yeah, let's, this is perfect. I've got, uh, some, some feminine perspective with me on the show, uh, ideal to answer and discuss this, this topic a little bit. Yeah. And, um, so yeah, I don't know where, where should we begin with discussing it? Cause I know you had an article that you wanted to read, um, and of course share some of your own experience and thoughts on it. Well, So this article that we have found is um, on Elephant Journal, and it's how to tell if a relationship is karmic, soulmate, or twin flame. Mm. It's a good one. I mean, that's it's not an easy way to determine, but perhaps this article can guide you in a um, in a way to support you in that. Um, So should we read it? We should go into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's read it because we talked about it a little bit and I think it's all super interesting. I don't claim once again to be an expert on this matter. I'll often say I consider myself to be very wise in a lot of ways, uh, you know, in in regards to navigating this reality. When it comes to relationships, that's probably (laughs) the most mysterious piece. Um, Yeah. You know, and also the the biggest opportunity for growth, I think, for us all comes from uh, our romantic relationships. So it's, it's, of course, the thing we, you know, like this article says right at the top, we all desire to not just fall in love but to be part of the once in a lifetime type of love story. I think that's something that, you know, we all have sort of encoded into our DNA and uh, now getting there and figuring it out and 
is a whole nother thing. But we, me see you again. We're going to do our best here. I've got Nixie, so I'm feeling more confident than I normally <laughs> would to go down this rabbit hole. So, yeah, oh. you want to start with uh, reading some of the article? All right. Here All we right. go. So, as we are evolving, so are our romantic relationships. Real quick, this was found, guys, on Elephant Journal. Um, it's called How to Tell if a, Roman- a Relationship is Karmic Soulmate or Twin Flame, like Nixie said, by Kate Rose. And, uh, yeah, actually, Elephant Journal, uh, I have uh, an interview with the founder, Waylon. Uh, I don't know. It'll be released pretty close or maybe after this episode, but soon after. Anyway, continue. Okay, here we go. Uh-huh. Um, no longer are we satisfied by those unions that are convenient or that seem to fulfill specific ideals that our families or society have taught us we should aspire to. We are searching for that once-in-a-lifetime crazy type of love. But what really separates twin flames from soulmates and karmic relationships? The biggest truth is that one of these relationships isn't better than the other. It just depends on what lifetime we are in here on Earth and what lessons we are currently in the process of learning. So sometimes we may experience none of these relationships in a lifetime and in others we may experience all three. The reality is that we often don't truly realize which type of relationship we had until long after it's passed and the lessons have been absorbed. One of the first relationships we usually enter into is a karmic one. Karmic relationships often are those lessons that we are unable to learn in a previous lifetime. These people aren't meant to take it easy on us because they are meant to change our way of life. The addiction of karmic relationships is that it seems no matter how many times we tr- we try we bleh, how many tries we give it, it doesn't seem to work. But that is because karmic relationships aren't supposed to work out. We aren't supposed to live our life with our karmic partner. It's hard to accept because it's usually not an issue of love or even about compatibility. Something is just off and it doesn't work, no matter how much we wish it did. But the worst decision we can make is to choose not to let it go. Karmic relationships burn hot and seem almost intoxicating at times. But the entire point of these types of relationships is to come into our lives, change us, and then leave. Oftentimes, those people who married and divorced young have married their karmic relationship instead of letting them go when the time came. The most important lesson for us is that we just have to be strong enough to let them move on when the time comes, because no matter what type of relationship we are in, we shouldn't have to chain ourselves in it in order not to lose it. I would like to speak into all that right now because (laughs) take a break anytime. Yeah. Deep breaths. (sighs) Uh, (laughs) It's a lot of information in a sense, um, especially for me. I, um, just recently got out of a relationship that was a karmic relationship. And I'm so clear on that, Mm. especially reading this because it resonates so much. Mm. And, um, it it was a vicious cycle of like, let's try to make this work and it wouldn't work. And it was just constantly seemed to be something that was, there was something there, like, you know, Mm -hmm. this article states. And, um, I think the best way to navigate is, you know, when you're feeling like it's not working and there's all these things that you're trying to do and if it's successfully 
moving forward, then stay in the relationship. But I think we're just at a time now where we, we, we can choose to let go. And this, this statement where it says we shouldn't have to chain ourselves Mm -hmm. to it in order to not lose it. Right. Um, my karma that I released and broke from this relationship was feeling like I was chained to the control of this man. So Mm -hmm. that's really interesting that, um, that's stated, but resonates of course. And, um, I, I, I feel like there's a lot of truth in that. I always say, um, in like, like I mentioned at the top of this, I don't claim to be an expert in a relationship, but one thing I feel very passionate about is there's a, such a huge misconception in our society that a relationship has to last forever for it to be successful. And that's exactly what this is saying here. Hey, it's a karmic relationship. It's not meant to work out. We always think, oh, I failed. It didn't work. It's like, no, you just have been told by society that every relationship you enter is supposed to last forever. It's like, that's not really how this game works. We're, we're on a solo mission of self-love ultimately. And people are going to come on, come off of, you know, the, the train that is your life. And, and sometimes for a minute, sometimes for maybe a decade, maybe 50 years, who, who, I don't know, but there's no way it's gotta be. And when something has reached the end of its life cycle it's it's natural life cycle i think that's when the pain really starts and we've all kind of been there and done that where we try and hold on to it and force it and chain to it and then that's when things can really get like ugly because it's like it's the the longer you're staying in something energetically that you're not supposed to the more the sort of friction uh becomes apparent right you're yeah. off you're off path you're off course you're right. not flowing and speaking to women those are that are listening Um, I feel very passionately connected to owning our worth in our relationship and and knowing that we don't have to stay in a relationship that is not serving who we are as a woman. And it's just, it's been such an empowering move to walk away from something that I don't have to be in. Mm -hmm. So, you know, really sit with that and know that you're worthy of so much in your life and you're worthy of having a a loving blossoming passionate relationship Mm. so beautiful yeah absolutely it's like so many people get the idea that they're not they've got to stay or there's a shortage of supply oh i'm too old or i'm too not enough of this or not enough of that and you know if i lose this person they're they're 63 percent of what i would want but what if i never find anyone over a 28 in the future it's like that's such a lack of abundance mentality. The universe has unlimited characters that they can send into your story as long as you're a vibrational match for it. So get out of that mindset of like, I got to hold on to something because there might not, you know, this might be the best I get and just let go of that. That is like the, that is such a killer for so many people. Oh yeah. Let and of course go. I just looked at the time and it was 11, 11. So. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> So, uh, you're going to continue on with yeah. the, uh, okay, article? So, it looks like we're going into now the, the soulmate. Oh, um, okay. So, the, the different, there's three different types of mates we've got here. All right, all right. <laughs> so, the soulmate can be just the best kind of love. They can be simple and sweet, yet as complex as the notes within a vintage Merlot. Oh, mm. Fancy. Soulmates are often those we marry and choose to build a life with because there is just a unique connection present. These are the feel-good people in our lives, and they just seem to touch us on an entirely different level. As wonderful as they can be, though, soulmates don't always take it easy on us. 
When do we ever have relationships that are easy on us, though? <laughs> One of the reasons we get so confused by which type of relationship we are in is because in all of these connections, challenges will be present. Of course, none of these relationships are about appeasing us or making our egos comfortable. Yet the soulmate differs from the karmic relationship by the type of lesson being learned and the way in which it is presented. Karmic relationships are often about how we view the outside world and others, while the soulmate will trigger those internal lessons involving self-worth, fear, societal pressures, and our worthiness of love. We simply attract at whatever frequency we are currently vibrating on. Hmm. <sighs> Sit in that for a minute. Mm -hmm. That is that is definitely highlighting even what I said about worthiness mm -hmm. and when you are in love with yourself fully and you are living the life that you want to attract in a partner therefore the partner is is going to present itself in right. front of you it's going to be a mirror mm -hmm. so soulmates are those who we feel an undeniable connection to as if we've known one another before simply upon meeting the biggest indicator of a soulmate love is that they make us feel like it's us that needs working on, not them or even issues that exist within the relationship. Sometimes it's even the feeling of not deserving the other person. Certain soulmates come into our lives whose only purpose is to help us realize our greatness and to assist us in taking on those big questions involving the self and starting to discover the answers to further our evolution and process of self-awareness. Soulmates are also the ones who care about us the most versus the karmic lover whose only concern is of their own self and needs. These beautiful types of bonds don't necessarily have to be romantic even for more Often than not, we travel in similar soul circles within each lifetime. And those who are family aren't necessarily those who sh we share blood with. Hmm. So that's the soul. Looks like that's the end of the soulmate relationship. And then we've got the twin flame, huh? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's all really interesting. I can, I can relate to that in a past relationship where there was a lot of there feels like such a deep connection that almost doesn't make sense on a, on a logical surface, but there was a lot of that type of mm -hmm. like work that went down where it's like me sort of jumping up and down saying, here's what's going on. Here's who you are. Here's, you know, kind of a lot of what I do on the show. Right. And this person dealing a lot with self-worth issues, self-confidence, all those sorts of things. So, hmm, I don't know. I definitely can, that, Felt familiar reading, you know, there for mm -hmm. sure to me or an experience that I've had. Well, cool. So I'll, uh, if you need a little break, I'll finish this article out and read um, about Twin Flames. As transcending and eye-opening as a romantic relationships can be with a soulmate, it isn't anything compared to the experience of being reconnected with our twin flame. Twin flames are often regarded as an urban myth of the spiritually enlightened, but as society is raising their level of consciousness, the more this connection is occurring. Twin flames are a mix of both karmic and soulmate tendencies, along with some entirely new qualities which will only further challenge our ego and sense of self. Twin flames aren't just those that we connect with on a soul level, but they are someone we share the same soul with. As the theory states, twin flames were separated from one soul source in the beginning of time and split into two physical bodies. 
There's a mirror-like quality when we come into contact with our twin flame. Everything that we have spent our lives running from or denying is suddenly in front of us. These types of lovers confront us with our very fears and ego-driven desires, but they aren't just about what's inside. They're about how we interact with every facet of our life. Not all of us will be reunited with our twin flame, but if we are, it has the possibility to be that once in a lifetime, ain't nothing ever going to be the same type of love. There will be challenges and fears present without a doubt. There will be phases of running and chasing, depending upon the spiritual and personal development of both individuals. But regardless of any of these challenges, it is possible to reunite and stay with our twin flame. Although it is speculated that only occurs in one's last lifetime here on earth. Regardless of what type of romantic relationship we find ourselves in, there will be obstacles and challenges that we have the potential to assist us in our growth and evolution. The one important thing to remember through all these types of relationships is that if someone is trying to move on, it's vital we let them go. Whether they're a karmic relationship whose only purpose is to come into our lives to be the catalyst of change, or if they're a soulmate who's here to challenge us to lovingly become the best person we can, or if they simply are our other half, there is no love that we will we will have to beg for or hold on to tightly out of fear of losing. Regardless of what type of relationship it is, the love we, desi- we deserve is also the one that will want us as much as we want it. Because the truth is, if we do love someone, the only thing we can do is set them free, knowing that if it is meant to be, they will return. Mm. Very cool. So yeah. I definitely feel more educated on this topic. <laughs> that was a great, great article to sort of shine some light on these different kind of theories and ideas. And it it definitely rings true. I mean, the idea of like a a part of yourself that is split from source at the same time Mm -hmm. that comes into your life. I mean, that's like, it's obviously it's, it's all connected, right? It's all one, but then you get closer and closer to Mm -hmm. you. So it's like, you know, the branch on the tree, you know, have its leaves, you know, like the same leaf growing conjoined or something is what that makes me think of. So what an interesting concept. I've also read that there's possibly more than just one twin flame. That's another great, yeah, that's another great point. Even, uh, you know, soulmate, whatever. It's like, if we are this vast being of, you know, divine being that is so infinite, I mean, how big can it go? I know I think of the Eben Alexander um, interview, which I, I reference a lot on the show because it was so so profound and awesome, his experience on the other side, near-death experience. And he talked about one of the things he learned is how, you know, how big our soul, um, our soul family is, our soul groups are that we reincarnate with and share with. So yeah, it makes sense that you could have multiple, you know, very intense, strong connections, right? I think also it's important to not fixate or try to figure it out maybe which one is it or which one isn't it because I definitely went through a process within my past relationship of thinking or, you know, oh, this is my twin soul. And then sort of like later after discovering that um, it could or couldn't be, but our magnitude of attraction was so intense because we had so much work to do and um, that I kind of spent a lot of time as a woman, you know, over analyzing it mm-hmm, all and, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, he's my twin soul. And then, you know, we go down a road together and it's, I mean, it is what it is, but to just let it be and yeah, relax about it. all this, mm-hmm. like read and explore all of this with like a light heart and light, mm-hmm. you know, lightness, because if you get too fixated and 
you know, at the end of the day, you, I, I strongly believe we all need to be very comfortable being alone because at the end of the day, that's the story of source, right? We're a reflection of that. And it is when it's all the puzzle pieces are put back in the box, it's one, right? So we have to, in a way, get comfortable with the idea of being alone. And uh, it's a beautiful thing. That's why self-love is so important. And that's, I firmly believe in Ah, what a cool, uh, cool thing to explore. Well, wow. Time definitely got away. Imaginary time got away from us, guys. That's what love will do to you, right? Um, (laughs) But uh, we do have some music to leave you with. What do you have, um, DJ Nixie? I always let you take the controls when you're here with me. Well, I thought it would be fun to listen to a little bit of love-inspired music. Um, This is Blondish featuring Shawnee. Mm. And it's called Wizard of Love. Wizard of Love. Mm -hmm. Enjoy, everyone. Until next time. Bye. Love you all. That's appropriate to say at the end. I love Love you. you. I love you.